The following audio is from Christ Presbyterian Church in Nashville, Tennessee, where our mission is to follow Christ and His mission of loving people, places, and things to life. For more information about Christ Presbyterian Church, please visit ChristPres.org. Our scripture reading this morning is from Psalm 128. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, Music Row. Amen, amen. You all look beautiful. You can, it's okay. Y'all can talk back to me. Amen. On this morning, what a blessing it is to be gathered here in the name of the Lord to worship a a mighty and a strong Savior. Uh, I'm so grateful this morning that even though we find ourselves socially distanced, we are actually not distant from the Lord. He has drawn near to us by His Spirit and through His Word. And, uh, and that, is, that is blessed, wonderful, good news on this morning. I'd like to invite us uh, into a, just a moment of prayer, and then we will move right into, right into the Word of God. Father, we are grateful this morning for your, your, um, your mercy and your grace and your kindness, O oh Lord. We find ourselves in a season of pandemic in this country, Lord, but we are grateful that you are an ever-present help in times of trouble. And so we know, Father, that you are not just present, but especially present right now. We pray, God, that you would minister your word into our lives and that we would find refreshing and hope and, and strength and, and encouragement during this, this time, O oh Lord. Uh, be with us, O oh Father, in, in a special way, even now, in Jesus' name, amen. This morning's sermon, this morning's uh, uh, psalm, Psalm 128, is really a psalm that details the benefits of being blessed the benefits of being blessed. Am I echoing out there? I feel like I'm echoing a little bit here. I'm adaptable, so if you need me to use the mic, I'm happy to do that, brother. I just don't want, I want. All right, all right, all right, great, great. So the benefits of being blessed uh, on this morning. You know, being blessed, It's really all about enjoying the favor of God. It's about enjoying the favor of God. And the blessing, the wonderful thing about this particular passage um, is that it was a passage that was sung during times in which people were were, were dealing with difficulties and oppression and and, and suffering. And, And it's not that the suffering or the difficulties were good, but what it reinforces to us is that we can be blessed no matter the situation. We can be under the favor of God even when we find ourselves under the difficulty of hard circumstances. And it's important that we recognize that. It's important that Psalm 28 is in the Bible. It's vital because if we don't realize and see the reality of blessing, we can easily lose our strength and our encouragement and our confidence in the Christian life. 1952, Florence Chadwick, a famous swimmer, long-distance swimmer, decided to attempt a 26-mile swim between the California coastline and Catalina Island. 
She got off to a great start. But about 15 hours into her swim, things began to take a change. Something happened, a thick, uh, unexpected happened, a thick fog began to settle over that region and it actually blocked her view before she could sort of see the way ahead of her. But when that fog settled in, suddenly her goal became, began to become obscured. Her vision began, began to become obscured. She could no longer see and because she could no longer see what was ahead of her, the reality before her and the goal before her, her strength and her confidence began to wane. Well, she struggled on about another hour until finally she called it quits and climbed into the boat. Shortly afterwards, the fog began to lift and to her devastating shock and surprise, she was only one mile from her goal. And, and, and we recognize that, that if she had only been able to see how close she was, if she had only been able to see the reality before her, then Florence Chadwick would have, would have almost certainly reached the goal. She would have had the strength and the confidence to keep on pushing no matter how much it hurt, no matter how tired she was. She would have recognized that this thing is right before me. I'm almost there, you see. And in his mercies and in his grace, God has given us Psalm 128 to set before us as a blessed goal and to show us the reality that no matter how difficult life is, we are blessed. We are under the favor of God. We are rich in Christ. We are under the grace of God and we ought to keep on going. This is a wonderful, amazing uh, psalm that really clears away for us the fog of discouragement in our life. We know, again, um, that uh, people of God during this time were, were, were singing these psalms, singing this particular song during the fog of hard times and personal tragedy and national persecution and social injustice and, and confusion and hardship. But then when they, were, when, they, when they sang the words from Psalm 128, verse 2, which says, you shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. Again, that, that's setting the goal before them. No matter how hard life is, no matter how long this pandemic lasts, get before you the words, you, you shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. No. It was that great sage, Willie Nelson. once said, when I started counting my blessings, my whole life turned around. He, he, he's not saying that, that, that his individual circumstances suddenly began to change, but when he began to count his blessings, he had a whole new perspective on the circumstances that he was dealing with. He began to see the goal out in front of him, and life began to change for him. He began to gain a sense of patience and, and courage and, and conviction and, and strength when he counted his blessings. Counting his blessings reminded Willie Nelson and it reminds us today the fact that we are blessed and that it shall be well with us that, that, that in the words of that old gospel song, trouble don't last always. Trouble don't last always. And, and, and that's, that's blessed, wonderful, good news today. Because, because listen, pandemics come. But, but, beloved, they can't stay forever. Because the psalm says, it shall be well with you. 
Listen, hardship comes. Health struggles come. Uh, family drama comes. Difficulties come. But I'm so glad trouble don't last always. Trouble has got, listen, trouble, trouble has got to pack up its bags and move out of your house eventually. Because of this promise on your life, that it shall be well with you. This communion table before us today reminds us that trouble don't last always. Reminds us that it shall be well with you. Because again, no matter the difficulty uh, that's going on in your life, one day you're going to be sitting around the table with Jesus face to face. Ain't that good news this morning? That's something to be excited about. That's something to celebrate. That's something that's bigger than COVID-19. The fact that we are on our way to sit across the table from Jesus himself. Before we go any further, I do want to say this. It's important to remember the Old Testament context of this passage, okay? When this text talks about a person having a fruitful land, enjoying the fruit of their labors, and when this text talks about uh, the person's, the man's wife being fertile and, 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 and alluding to all of these, these wonderful things, having lots of children around the table and everything going well in your family life and all that kind of stuff, this is specifically dealing with a promise of Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 6, which was an Old Testament promise of temporary earthly blessings that pointed to permanent spiritual heavenly blessings. And that's important for us to, to know today. I mean, I talked this week with someone, uh, a family who had been dealing with fertility issues for years and years, and it was deeply discouraging to them. And, I, and, it's important, and if that's your testimony this morning, I don't want you to, to, to look at this passage and, 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 and get a sense of hardship and think that you're not blessed. Because, listen, beloved, uh, uh, the, the Old Testament promise of, of, of earthly children really pointed to the New Testament promise of, 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 of being fruitful for Jesus. And so when you sit here today by faith in Christ, joined to Jesus, you are laying hold of the reality that these Old Testament promises pointed to. And so you are blessed, blessed indeed on today. And here are the blessings. These are, the, these are just a couple of the blessings I want to lift up that our passage today is really pointing toward. Number one, my first point is that God's blessing on you is present and permanent. God's blessing on you is present and permanent. It's a today blessing that lasts forever. Look at the passage. It says, blessed is, notice the tense. When you read through the Bible, always make sure you pay attention to the tenses of the words. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. That's present tense. Present tense. It is not just saying that one day you might be blessed. One day when we come out of COVID-19, you'll get blessed. It's saying you're blessed today. If you fear the Lord, this promise is for you today. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord. And it's interesting because, because the blessing follows the sojourner through the seasons of life. Blessed is everyone through, who fears the Lord. But then it goes on to talk about future blessings. It talks about when this man returns back home to his wife in his, in his house and talks about having, when he returns to his children around his table, it talks about when he goes out to his field. And, and, so, and, then, and then later on it talks about when he sees his children's children. And so this blessing followed this man throughout the seasons of life. It was a blessing that was right now, and it came to stay. 
Aren't you glad today that when the Lord blesses you, he blesses for keeps? The Lord doesn't bless you and take it back. The Lord blesses you and his blessing remains on you. His blessing remains on you. I'm so grateful that when I was, when I was growing up, you know, um, uh, I'm glad that my parents had so much better sense than I did. And, and the Lord and his mercies will keep you from doing stuff to mess up your life permanently, you know. Uh, I remember back in the day, there were some things I would have, there, there was some, there was some there, and this is nothing wrong, praise the Lord. If you got a tattoo, nothing against tattoos. But I shouldn't have got one in the places and in the ways I wanted to get one. And, my, and, 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 and I, just had, I just had limited enough means not to be able to do something permanent to myself, you know. And, and that's what every parent of a teenager is hoping, Lord, I know they're going to make mistakes, but let's just not let their mistakes be permanent. That's what we're all praying for, for our young people and for ourselves as well. But I'm grateful that this is something that the Lord will give you, and it is permanent. The Lord blesses, and as I say, he blesses for keeps. When he puts his name upon you, when he puts his blessing upon you, he never takes it away. He never takes it away. It follows you throughout the seasons of life, throughout the seasons of life. You know, I, I remember uh, my, my, my father-in-law is a wonderful man of God, and uh, I've known him for nearly 20 years, and uh, even, actually over 20 years. And whenever I ask him how he's doing, he always has the same answer. He says, son, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And, and I used to kind of, when I, when I, and I, I would try to actually get him to say something different. You know, I would, I would ask him the question in different ways to try to get into something different in his life. But he always would say the same thing. Son, I'm blessed. And, and, and as, over the years, it took me some time to realize how right he truly was. That no matter whether times were good or bad, no matter whether he was happy or sad, no matter whether tragedy had come or it was a joyful time in his life, the overarching reality of his life, the consistent testimony of the Christian and standing of the Christian and state of the Christian is that we are blessed. We are blessed. Blessed presently, blessed permanently. That's the fundamental reality of our lives that overshadows everything else. Luke 24, 50 through 51 details the way in which our Lord Jesus Christ, when he was raised from the dead, ascended to the right hand of the Father. And, 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 and it says this in Luke 24, 50 through 51, it says this, when he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. It's interesting, it's amazing that when Jesus Christ, the resurrected Christ, was about to ascend to the right hand of the Father, the very last image he wanted his apostles to see when he was taken up into glory was with his hands outstretched over them in blessing. That's the very last image they saw. Because no matter what they were facing, when they faced persecution, when they faced death, when they faced difficulties, they would remember that image that no matter what I'm going through, I'm still beneath the blessing of the risen Christ. And he wants not just his apostles to know that, he wants you to know that today. That as you sit right here in this chapel today, in your situation, in your circumstance, with your messed up life, just like everybody's. I heard, I heard, uh, I heard Pastor Scott Saul say one of, the, one of the most clear, obvious, amazing, honest truths I've ever heard him say. He said, he said this to me recently. He said, Michael, we're all a mess. We are all a mess. But we guess what? We are a blessed mess. 
We are under the Lord's blessing. He, he is at the right hand of the Father with his hands outstretched over you. And, and if his hands are outstretched over you in blessing, then that give you some confidence today that this thing is going to all work out in your favor in the end. Effie Marsh enumerated some of the Lord's present permanent blessings this way. He says, in Christ, we have an acceptance that can never be questioned, an inheritance that can never be lost, a deliverance that can never be excelled, a grace that can never be limited, a hope that can never be disappointed, a bounty that can never be withdrawn, a joy that can never be diminished, a nearness to God that can never be reversed, a, a peace that can never be disturbed, a righteousness that can never be tarnished, and a salvation that can never be canceled. We are blessed people, blessed indeed. Here's my second point. God's blessing is not only present and permanent, it's also plenary. It's also plenary. What does that mean? It means not just through every, sphere, not just through every season of life, but it also covers every sphere of life. God's blessing is on everything. It covers everything. It's comprehensive. It, 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 look at verse 2. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. Verse 3. Your wife will be like the fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like the olive shoots around your table. This text doesn't just settle on one area of this man's life. This text settles on every sphere of his life. His work life, the labor of his hands, his marriage life, his relationship with his wife, his, his family life around his table. This, this blessing is on everything. It's on everything. The blessing of God is comprehensive coverage. Comprehensive coverage. I, I remember one year living in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We just moved here from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and one year uh, our basement flooded. Our basement flooded. And... Um, you know, uh, when your basement, you know, it's interesting, you never really think too much about your insurance coverage until something happens. Right, then then you, go, you go back and you find those important papers, you know, the papers you long forgot. You ain't even thinking about those insurance papers. In fact, they might send you stuff every month and you just kind of file it away or throw it away, don't really look at it too closely. But then when something happens, suddenly you try to find every piece of mail you ever threw away. Oh my goodness, what? I hope that this, I hope my insurance covers this. I hope my insurance covers this. And we, went and we checked out our insurance and found out that insurance covered some things, but didn't cover other things. Okay. But the wonderful thing about the blessing of God is it covers everything. It covers everything. There's nothing left out, no sphere of your life that the blessing of God does not settle on. And it's interesting because if you ask people about their life. Oftentimes, they will believe that their life is blessed in their area of strength. And, if, and when they began to enumerate their blessings, they began to think about the things that they do well. But I want you to begin to, 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 to actually look at it a little bit differently. I want you to begin to realize that, that oh my goodness, that, 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 uh, uh, that, that God's and Christ's uh, strength is perfected even in your weaknesses. Even in the areas in which you are, are struggling, even in the areas that you find yourself struggling with a besetting sin, even when the areas that you just don't even like to think about because, because it's, it's, just, it's just difficult to even think about, I want you to think about that area and I want you to begin to say in that area that that area is blessed of God, that that area is beneath the blessing of Christ, that that area has a divine promise and destiny on it, that that area can't look like that always. 
that the Lord is even at work over there too. It's comprehensive, a comprehensive. It covers every area of every situation. Listen to the verse of 2 Corinthians 9, 8. It says, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I'm so grateful for all of those alls. I mean, that's comprehensive coverage. I mean, that, that's nothing being left out. In all things, at all times, having all that you need so that you will abound in every good work, there's nothing left out. There's nothing left out. You think about this. When the tabernacle in the Old Testament was being dedicated to the Lord, every vessel, every bit, every square inch of that tabernacle had to be sprinkled with blood. And what does that mean? That means that the whole tabernacle was covered in the grace of God. And listen, we are the temple of God. We are the tabernacle today. And when the Lord comes, he doesn't just bless one little area of you. Your whole life is covered with the blood. Your whole life is covered with grace. Your whole life is covered with mercies today. And that's good news for all of us. Whenever struggles, burdens come into your life, obstacles come into your life, here's the thing. They might, they, they will come into your life and hardships will come into your life and obstacles will come, but they cannot come without a blessing attached to them. They, they, they can't get to you without having to go through the blessing. And so when they show up in your life, they got blessing all over them. Hidden somewhere in there is the blessing of the Lord. In ancient times, there was a king who had a, a boulder placed on a roadway and then that king went and hid himself and watched to see if anyone would, remu would remove the rock from the, the roadway. Some of the king's servants came along, some of his wealthiest merchants and courtiers, they came by and, and rather than touch the boulder, they just uh, went around the boulder and, 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 and complained loudly that the king was not removing boulders like he should be, was not keeping the roads clear. But none of them did anything to get this boulder out of the way. Finally, a poor peasant came along. He was carrying a large load of vegetables, and he saw this, this boulder in the way, and, and he laid down his burden, and he tried to move the stone to the side of the road, and after much pushing and straining, he finally got that rock off of the road. And as he went to pick up his vegetables and start on his way, he noticed a purse lying in the road where the boulder had been. Picked up the purse, and it was containing... It contained many, many, many gold coins and rubies and jewels, riches. It was a note from the king indicating that the gold was for anyone who removed the boulder from the roadway. That peasant learned that day what many of us never really understand, that God places some of his richest blessings beneath life's most difficult burdens. No matter what you are facing in life, you can be sure that the riches of God's grace is located in that very place. God will not let you face any burden without an accompanying blessing. Here's my final point. God's blessing on you is purposeful. Purposeful, it was pre present, it was, it was permanent, uh, it, um, it was plenary, and now it is also purposeful. Verse four, 
Behold, for thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. It's interesting because this blessing points forward to the future, points forward to destiny. Uh, Again, it it, it describes what the man's life uh, shall look like, right? In the beginning of verse 1, we talked about present tense. The man who fears, fears the Lord is blessed. Here it's talking about future tense. For thus shall be for, for for thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. So it goes from present to future. And what that means here is that means there is a destiny set before the, the, the man who fears the Lord, uh, and then the woman who fears the Lord. There's a destiny here. It's it's present, it's present, permanent, and plenary, but it's also pointing forward to the future. It's purposeful. And so it describes blessing not just in terms of what your life looks like today, but in terms of what your life will look like in the future. You know, it's interesting because in the Beatitudes, Jesus describes blessing in terms of destiny, doesn't he? He says, listen to this, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. It's destiny. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Destiny. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Destiny. So, so, So Jesus describes the blessed person as a person who has a particular destiny. The person who's 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 present is attached to promise for the future. You see? And so uh and 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 so that that is our situation today, beloved. We are attached to a promise. In fact, God has placed an amazing destiny on our life. And that destiny will have the final say. That promise will have the final say. You know, since coming on staff at CPC, I've had occasion to drive uh, next to the site where the fine arts building is being built for the uh, Christ Presbyterian Academy, CPA. And um, I've been reminded uh, by watching that site and, and some other ones, when I drive into work uh, every day, I had opportunity to see some new homes being built. And it's reminded me about, of exactly how messy construction sites can be. I mean, dangerous and just messy. And, and, and they, have, they have this tape around them that said, they tell you to kind of keep out because it's so dangerous. Right? It's, 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 you could, it's, it's, it's concrete stuff going, jackhammers going, it's, it's loud, it's messy, it's dirty, all kinds of stuff uh, around these construction sites. But usually next to this construction site, there's a beautiful sign that says the future site of the Covenant Fine Arts Center. Right? The future site of, 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 of CPC Sanctuary, the future site of, of, of this new home. And, and, you, lo- and you, look, you look at that that, that beautiful picture, you look at that blueprint, you look at that, that, that goal, and you realize that although this lot is messy today, it won't always be that way. It looks dangerous today. It looks messy today. It, it looks, it looks uh, discouraging. There's wreckage everywhere, right? But, but the difference is that this site has a destiny. This site has a goal. This site is claimed by somebody. This site has a master builder at work. And, and, and you know the, 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 the difference between a construction site and a landfill? Well, it's not messiness. The construction site is messy. The landfill is messy. It's not dangerous. The construction site is dangerous and the landfill is dangerous. But the construction site, as I said, has a blueprint. 
It has a promise. It has a destiny. It has a goal. It has a, it is claimed by somebody. And a master builder is at work bringing that site to its destiny. And beloved, your life might be messy today, but you be encouraged because you are still God's construction site. <clears throat> you are still God's construction site. And, and, and God is at work in your life, every area of your life, especially the area where there's wreckage in your life, bringing glory to his great name. And one day, do you know what you're going to look like? Oh, you're not, look, you're not just going to look like an angel or a seraphim or a cherubim. One day, you're going to look like the king himself. One day, you're going to look like King Jesus himself. You will be a home fit for the king. That's the wonderful, glorious destiny of the blessing on our life. Paul says in Romans 8, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. We may, we may be messy today, beloved, but we shall see, this text talks about the prosperity of Jerusalem. We shall see the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of God is making our messiness into his masterpiece. Amen. Amen. Father, we are grateful. We're grateful for your wonderful, wonderful blessing on our life, Lord. Lord, a, a blessing that is present, a blessing that is permanent, a blessing that is plenary, and a blessing that is purposeful. Lord, we are grateful for being joined to Jesus. We know, Lord, 2,000 years ago that when he got up, we got up. We know that when he was risen from the dead, that our destiny was assured. We know, Lord, because of the resurrected Christ, we know what the end is going to be. And so, oh, Lord, it's just a, not a matter of if, but just a matter of when. So we thank you for that today, Father. We thank you for that hope, and we thank you for that confidence, and we thank you for that faith. And we pray, God, that by your spirit, Lord, you would bring strength into the lives of your people with those promises. In Jesus' mighty name, let all of God's people say, amen. amen.